You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I am your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Ramore, and I'm just continuing this conversation from the last few episodes. So if you haven't been listening, go back, uh, listen to the last few episodes. I've talked about decluttering your money really figuring out before we start goal setting, you know, where are we starting from? What do we actually want? But more importantly, where are we starting from? Because I often feel like we don't take that time for reflection. So that was last week's episode. This week, I want to get into it. How do you start goal setting? And what's some of the most important things to think about? So the number one thing that I believe is really, really, really important when you're looking at financial goal setting is identifying how you want to feel. And I know if you're listening to this, you might think, what do you mean? How do I want to feel? I feel like, again, feel, I feel like this piece is so missed in financial literacy, in all of our teachings about money growing up. We just think money is logical, income in, expenses out. And that's the end of the story. And I should be able to stick to my budget. And we all know Hopefully, if you've been listening for a little bit, we all know that emotions definitely come into play. So if emotions are going to come into play, we do really need to identify how we want to feel. So for example, when I'm working with a client and we really start to identify their money mindset, because we all have one, there's seven different ones that are formed in childhood. I really extensively go through this with my clients because it's really super important for me to understand what lens they're looking at their money through in terms of their saving, their investing, lack of saving, lack of investing, their spending habits. All of that is really driven by their money mindset. And then from there, I ask them, how do you want to feel? And a lot of times uh, we have to dig a little bit and we have to really peel back some layers. But what I mean by this question is, And again, it's super, super important. So take some time to reflect on how you want to feel. Not about your money, just about your life. Like, what do you want? How do you want to feel? And where this question I think really leads us is, for example, if you want to feel connected to your family, you're maybe feeling like you are out of whack when it comes to work-life balance, you're not seeing your kids, you're not connecting with your kids or your partner, and you're just feeling a little bit chaotic, well, maybe how you want to feel is at peace and maybe how you want to feel is connected to your family. So what are some things that you can do in order to achieve some of those feelings? So for example, for me, one of my feelings that really resonates with me is this feeling of being connected and also a feeling of peace and calm in my life because sometimes I feel like I can be a little high strung. So how do I achieve some of those things? And I really write down two or three ideas of how I can achieve them. So for example, if I want to feel calm, I know that I need to get a good night's sleep. 
I know that I need to be prepared for the next day. I know that I need to spend some time by myself. I really crave alone time. I crave people not needing me for anything. So I need to carve that time out for myself, whether it's a five-minute hot coffee that I'm drinking by myself before the kids wake up, whether it's a quick walk around the block, reading my book at night, whatever that is, I really, really need that time. So identifying how I want to feel is really indicative of where I should be spending my dollars. So for example, if you want to feel those same feelings, if you want to feel connected to your family, you might think that you need to take a vacation to Mexico. Well, if Of course, like I'm not saying don't take that vacation to Mexico, but what I am saying is if it doesn't quite fit in with the dollars that you have in your bank account or maybe on some other some other financial goals that you have, if we really peel back the layers and how you want to feel is connection, is there a way that we can achieve that connection in a way that more closely aligns to how much money we have to spend on that? And can we align our dollars that we're spending and spend it with intention to achieve connection, especially if that's how we want to feel. So instead of getting caught up in Target or shopping or Amazon Prime, and before you know it, you've spent a couple hundred dollars on takeout or whatever the case may be, if we really just looked at our finances through the lens of how do I want to feel and spend our money in alignment with that, I think we would all be super, super happy. So that's the number one thing that I would say is identify how you want to feel and then start to put the wheels in motion in order to spend your money in alignment with that. The second thing that I will say is obviously defining some goals. So I look at three main goals. So a short-term goal, for me, that's defined as six months to about 18 months. Um, These goals are actually super, super important. So these can be little things like, uh, you know, just getting if you're behind on bills, maybe it's getting caught up on bills. If you are lacking childcare or you just know that you and your partner need that connection, so you need to uh, have some date nights built into your cash flow. So it's identifying some of those things. Oftentimes for my clients, I'm finding that I'm building in having help around the house, whether it's childcare or whether it's, you know, having a regular cleaning service come in just to take some of that pressure off. Again, we're busy. We have so many balls in the air. And if cleaning doesn't light you up, if that's not something that you enjoy, then if you can outsource it, if we can find the money for you to outsource that to give you back some time, my boys are five and four and they are growing like weeds. And time is one of the only resources that is not renewable. It does not come back. Once you've used that time, it's gone. So I think if we can get time back and in alignment, again, with how we want to feel, then uh, we are onto something. So looking at some of those short-term goals, six to 18 months, and really prioritizing some of that. I often find when I'm working with clients, they can really say to me, you know, I want to get out of debt or I want to save for retirement. And those are all great goals to have, but we need to actually look at your cash flow today. And what are some things that actually helps your life today, helps your life run? Whether it's, you know, again, some help around the home or it's regular trips. Maybe it's a weekend away. Maybe it's a massage here or there. But building in those short-term financial goals is super, super, super important. I definitely don't think you need to wait until retirement to do some of these things. I think that we can achieve the life that we want today 
and still be responsible and safe for the future, which is kind of where those medium and long-term goals come in, right? Retirement goals, saving for your kid's education, saving for a new car or a new home or, you know, insert goal here, right? And it's really defining, okay, medium-term goal, we're probably looking at 18 to five years, right? So these are, we have a little bit more time to save. So maybe this, a great example I was just working on with a client is they really want to redo their kitchen. So we're building in kind of a hybrid approach when it comes to saving, you know, utilizing credit that she has available along with having the, the luxury of time. So they don't need to do this kitchen remodel right away. She knows how much she wants to allocate towards it. So we can Again, look at our cash flow without sacrificing those short-term goals and those long-term goals. We can take a look at, okay, what is left over that we can allocate towards this so that when it comes time to do the kitchen, we can do a hybrid approach of putting some on credit with a manageable debt repayment plan and having some paid up uh, in cash. So looking at those medium-term goals and, of course, those longer-term goals, um, Again, time is so important here, especially when we're looking at some of those longer-term goals. The longer you have your money working for you, the better it's going to be. Whether that's in real estate or in investments or anything like that, it's really, really important that we understand time and the component that time plays in a lot of that. Now, just really quickly going back to short-term goals. Saving for a short-term goal is probably the most behaviorally compatible goal Because depending on where you are, 18 months out, saving for that goal, it gets really hard, right? There's things that pop up and we can get off course really easily. I know for me, retirement's like 25 years away. So I have a hard time looking at that and vision envisioning my retirement. But yet I can, you know, in six months take envision my family going on that vacation, or I can envision Uh, driving a new vehicle in the next couple of years, right? Those are things that I can actually get behind. And it actually does help my behavior because money is driven by behavior. A lot of our financial success is driven by our our behavior. If we're able to closely align some of those short-term goals without jeopardizing the long-term goals, we are going to be really, really, really successful. So this is just some of the things that that I would advise you to look at when you're creating those financial goals. And really looking at through it through the lens of how do I want to feel? What are some of those short-term, medium-term, long-term goals? What does my current cash flow look like? So obviously doing an audit of your income versus your expenses and what's left over. If there isn't anything left over, then you want to look at a couple of things. I'm not a proponent of cutting expenses. I think unless you're in a situation where it's, you know, you're spending more than you're making, then you know, you have an option of making more money, which is my preferred go-to. I believe that there's an abundance of money to be made. So my go-to is try to make more money before you start cutting expenses. Of course, cutting expenses is the second option, but really looking at ways that to increase money, increase our income, increase our cash flow is going to be my go-to. So if you need help with this, right? Because not everyone, first of all, wants to do this work. And secondly, not everyone knows how to start. So even though I've been giving you tips on how to do this, this might not be something that comes naturally to you and you might need a little bit of handholding. I am here to help you do that. 
book in your clarity call with me. I'll put it in the show notes. So you can also DM me on Instagram. So my handle is at Heidi Rumore. You can DM me the word clarity and I'm happy to help get you started. We'll book in a, a free 15 minute call where we'll just get you that clarity that you need in, in goal setting and really figuring out how you want to feel. Because as moms, most of the women that listen to this podcast are moms. We have a really hard time with that. How do we want to feel? What do we actually want that doesn't make us seem greedy or, I don't know, embarrassed? We have a really hard time defining some of this stuff. So I'm here to help you. And it starts with a conversation. So make sure you're reaching out, getting your, the help you need because money gets to be easy. I really, truly believe that money gets to be easy. So I will see you next time on the next episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you.